Hello, welcome to another episode of Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that looks at the psychological and emotional components of endurance sports and how they impact performance. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And uh, this episode, I want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about the Olympics. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I am a diehard Olympics fan. I'm actually not a, um, a big sports fan in general, um, but I love the Olympics because um, it's, such, um, it's such an embodiment of the athletic spirit. Um, and I love uh, watching how athletes um, handle the pressure. I love uh, watching how there's always upsets. There's always the athletes that rise to the occasion. There are the individuals that, you know, um, that don't rise to the occasion. The ones that we might think were going to win or should have won. And I, I love seeing how it unfolds. I love uh, the spirit of the Olympics, uh, no matter what country uh, wins or, or loses. And so when I watch the Olympics, though, I watch them through the lens of a coach, uh, a lifelong athlete. Uh, I also watch them through the lens of somebody who is fascinated by the athlete experience and the nuances and dynamics um, that go into reaching our full potential. And then there's probably no better representation of those components than the athletes competing uh, on the world stage. And so uh, watching the Olympics has, uh, has got me thinking. Uh, it's got me talking to other athletes, coaches, uh, different people that I interact with. And so I want to share... Uh, some takeaways uh, with you guys and just some thoughts that have come up and some things that I've, I've landed on uh, as we uh, move through uh, the Olympic uh, time period um, and, um, and in hopes that we can take, um, we can learn from these world-class athletes experience and, um, and apply them to our own lives, apply them to our own endeavors, our own um, opportunities for growth. Um, and that's really what it's all about, right? So whether you're the fastest person in the world uh, or you're just trying to get started, uh, the sum total of the effort is the same and the input uh, is the same and what it takes to reach our full potential. Uh, the process is very similar. Um, and so I, I love that there's a condensation um, with the Olympics where um, we can we can see how these pieces and parts come together and how they're uh, applicable uh, in our own lives, no matter what um, you know level of sport we're competing at. So um, before we do that, I do want to mention a really exciting uh, new product um, that Thomas Endurance Coaching um, has, uh, has launched, and it's called TC Teams. Um, and we launched this a couple of weeks ago. It's, uh, it just opened to the public um, for open registration last week. And what TEC Teams is a really exciting, comprehensive, flexible, and dynamic training environment that's unlike anything um, currently in, in the marketplace. And what we've really tried to do with, with TEC Teams is take the coach-athlete relationship and make it um, approachable um, and make it uh, flexible uh, and make it work for everyone. Um, and we did that by creating um, uh, software and tools that are available on both desktop and uh, in um, application form. And it allows you to, um, to connect with a coach 
to know who is behind your training, um, but operate in an environment that works for your life, um, allows you to um, to go at your training in a, in a way that's flexible um, while still having expert guidance, while still having a comprehensive approach to your training, whether that's from the workouts that you um, that you're that you're executing uh, to uh, coach guidance with mental skills, um, weight training, flexibility, um, guidance from uh, a certified dietitian and nutritionist. Um, so we really looked at the athlete experience, what an athlete needs to be successful, and we uh, created a product. That is um, that is approachable uh, and that's easy to access uh, and works for everyone's lifestyle. It works for every athlete, no matter your discipline. So it's something that we've been hard at work at for a couple of years now. We're super excited to bring it to everyone. So I encourage you to uh, to check it out. You can go to thomasendurancecoaching.com. You'll see it there on the homepage, um, and uh, I, I hope you guys will take a look. It's a Again, it's a really exciting um, uh, opportunity for athletes to work with a coach um, if personal coaching or a more traditional one-on-one relationship with a coach hasn't been something uh, that has worked for you in the past or isn't something um, that is, uh, that's approachable for you. Um, this is, uh, is going to be a really exciting opportunity to, uh, to have access and exposure to the things that make that coach-athlete relationship great, but in a, in a package and a platform that works for, for everyone. So again, thomasendurancecoaching.com. I hope you'll check it out. You can also uh, get more details and information about everything that we're doing uh, on Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, and you can always reach out to us directly via the website uh, at Thomas Endurance Coaching. My passion is helping other individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So when you do what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just enjoying the great outdoors, you want to do it for life. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work has uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. So despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way, towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So for a limited time, Endurance Minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded and enter your name at the bottom of the page to take advantage of your 25% discount. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info 
www.insidetracker.com slash endurance-minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. Let's, uh, let's dive in to our discussion um, around, around the Olympics. And again, this is a, an aggregate um, discussion around some of the things that have come to mind. But, but I want to, I am going to use a, um, a, a cornerstone to highlight these different uh, topics. And, and the cornerstone that I'm going to use is the athlete, uh, Michaela Schifrin. She's a skier for the U.S. ski team. Um, she's one of the most decorated Olympians, one of the best uh, athletes in the world, certainly one of the, uh, the top skiers uh, of all time. Um, she's, still, uh, she's still young. She's 26 years old. And she's already uh, achieved tremendous success in the world uh, of, of skiing. She came into the Olympics um, with um, expectations were very high. Uh, she has done really well in the past. She's won medals before, uh, as well as World Cup titles. And, uh, and the list goes on um, as far as her accolades. The first two races that she competed in, she DNF'd. Um, she was slated to uh, do well in those events. Uh, she came in early in the Olympics um, and didn't finish uh, those races. She, she crashed out. Um, so she wasn't skiing at her best. And what we saw was a few different things unfold. Um, so again, I want to use Michaela and those races and how she carried herself and how we looked at her experience as a way to highlight um, some of these things that have come to mind in conversations that I've been having. So first and foremost, um, the coverage that, that uh, certainly in the United States, uh, the coverage for Michaela Schifrin when she DNF'd um, looked, um, it looked pretty harsh, right? So if you, if you're, if you watch the Olympics, um, the summer Olympics, um, we saw a, a more of a shift or more attention paid to mental health. Um, there were some athletes, um, specifically, um, uh, uh, an Olympic, uh, gymnast for the U S team that bowed out, um, because of, uh, of, of the pressure and she didn't feel like, um, uh, she was in a good place mentally. Um, and that was a really bold move. And that, that got a lot of attention. It got people talking about the stress and the expectations of being an athlete. So fast forward now we're at the winter Olympics, Michaela, uh, she DNS in her first two events, and the coverage goes back to um, something. It was it was like we didn't. Uh, it was very clear that we we weren't where we need to be in terms of our uh, the attention that we pay to to the stress that being an athlete. Um, can bring. And again, on, it doesn't matter if you're uh, on the world stage or just trying to get up in the morning and do a workout. There is a weight that comes with uh, trying to reach our full potential. And the, the coverage was, and I watched it very closely, and we, we the announcers and the, the news reporters, and they immediately went back to, um, you know, that she, uh, how disappointed she was, that she didn't live up to her expectations, um, and it was it was it was relatively negative, not in a way that was not supportive, um, but I just it struck me that we we so quickly got back to a place where 
an athlete like her is not able to make mistakes uh, that we, we put her on a pedestal because she has had success in the past and because she made mistakes um, because she didn't um, live up to the expectations that, that, you know, we had for her and that, and she admittedly had for herself that she was somehow not the best version of herself or that the effort was not, um, was not worth it. And, and, you know, that's, that's really where I feel like there's a lot of growth uh, in the athletic community as a whole, in the coach community as a whole, but but um, more in just how we think about the athlete experience. Uh, again, you know, we have these singular moments in time. Anytime we show up to a race, um, that's that's a singular moment that is it that is a distillation of all the effort that we've put in. Um, and that that's that puts a very fine point on things because the odds of that particular moment of that one day of that one moment in time. And if you're talking about Michaela and you're talking about skiing, you're talking about minutes. These races last. We're not talking about you know long events. We're talking about wins and losses measured in tenths of a second. So for all those pieces to fall into place, the likelihood of mistakes is really high. Um, they're very thin margins. And so, so again, whether it's skiing or whether it's us showing up to a 5k or uh, a cycling event or whatever we want to do that distillation of the effort, we have to give ourselves some space and some grace to know that no matter how that day plays out, it doesn't mean that the effort wasn't worth it. Um, because we, we have a tendency as athletes to distill that effort into one day. And based on the results of that outcome, we decide whether or not the effort was worth it. Um, that really is, um, it's an unfortunate part of, of the athlete experience because it can detract from the joy and the value that, that, that experience brings us. Um, so that was something that struck me. It's just that there is a, there's an opportunity for a shift around how we think about learning experiences um, through the lens of, of being an athlete, right? So uh, two DNFs out of the gate. It doesn't mean that, that she's not a great athlete. It doesn't mean that she didn't train properly. Um, it doesn't mean that she's not prepared mentally or physically. It means that she had a bad day or she had two bad days. Um and she had a rough, she had a rough couple of years. If you look into her backstory, her dad passed away. Um, she's she's bringing her dad passed away recently. Um, she's bringing a lot to that experience, and we all bring a lot to those experiences, right? Anytime we show up for a workout or a race, we're bringing uh, our past experiences, whether it was that day or that you know the month or the year. We're bringing that in some form or fashion to that. Um, to that bout of exercise, to that race day. Um, and we have to give that some weight. We have to understand how that impacts us, why it might impact us. Um, so, so that was the first place that really got my wheels turning where I realized that they're how we're talking about, um, uh, these mistakes, how we're talking about failure. There's certainly room for, for growth. Um, so, Another uh, another cornerstone that I want to use is Michaela. Um, she she rebounded from those races and she does an interview on February 10th and they ask her, she, she finishes a successful race. She had several events that she's competing in. 
she she bounces back. Um, she doesn't win, but she she doesn't wreck out. She doesn't crash. And uh, they ask her uh, just about how she's feeling to you know for her to reflect on what's going on. Um, and you know that um, she she touches on a few things. One, she talks about just the outpouring of kindness that she has gotten from her supporters. So, you know, Instagram, Facebook messages, whatever it is, people um, reaching out anonymously or people that are not in her core group of, of individuals, um, reaching out to, um, uh, to, to say that they were, they were behind her, they had her back. Um, and what that really led me to think about was the value of support network. Uh, I've talked about this before that we really need, um, we need support. We need to make sure that we surround ourselves with individuals that we surround ourselves with individuals that are supportive. Um, you know, and she talks about kind of just human kindness and how this outpouring of support really, uh, was uplifting and bolstered her spirits. And we, we all need that. Um, so that, that support is, is critical because we, it's not if we have bad days, it's when we have bad days and it doesn't even have to be athletically. Um, it could just be, you know, a a bad day in general, but again, we bring that, um, we bring those issues. We so often bring that baggage, so to speak, to our exercise, to our training. And so that can, that can impact, uh, those days and how we perform physically as well. So the fact that she, at a very high level, someone who has traditionally been so, um, so strong, so successful, so solid, um, realized the importance of that kindness and that support, um, and what that meant to her. Um, and, and I think if we distill that down, um, you know, even on a small level or a small scale, uh, we, we all need that. And I think, building that support network for yourself, making sure you're surrounding yourself with people that can provide that support for you is, uh, is important. Um, she also, and this is my favorite part of the, of the interview. Um, and she, she called out her failure. So she actually said, you know, it's okay to call it failure. And she was in, she was uh, referencing those first two events where she didn't finish the, the race. And, and, Again, this is something I've talked about where I think it's, it's, a, it's important and it's healthy to, to name it and, and call it what it is. You know, we talk about, well, things didn't go as planned or, um, you know, it didn't meet my expectations. And, and those are all fine ways to, to kind of position our performances or our outcomes. But there are times when we just fail um, and, and it's okay and, and it's, I would argue, good to call that failure out, you know, name it, lean into it, understand what it is, what it looked like, maybe what led to that failure so that you can learn from it. And I thought that was really impactful that an athlete who again has, has not as, you know, onlookers would, would, um, would say has not failed that often. Now, certainly behind the scenes, no doubt she's had any number of of failures that she has learned from and, and grown from, but she has been pretty rock solid uh, for most of her career. And for her to 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 call that out in an interview um, and say, "Yeah, I failed," um, and that's okay. And 
Um, but I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to understand that failure and what it means for me. Uh, and I'm going to internalize, I'm going to process it. And I'm going to use that to come back better, to come back stronger, to come back more prepared. Um, so I thought that was, that was, that was really impactful for me. Cause again, you, you, you don't hear failure, um, a lot. You, you hear it positioned or kind of couched in different ways. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, and then if we think about, um, kind of the response to Michaela's res results. And I talked about this a little bit um, earlier where, you know, there's an opportunity for um, for growth when we talk about, you know, our expectations for athletes. But, you know, there's pressure from, from everyone when you're an athlete. So if you look at this athlete on the world stage, um, no doubt that comes with a tremendous amount of pressure and the Olympics is, is the height of that. Um, and, but what it, what it cued me to think about as I kind of just, again, had conversations and, and started to, to try to dig into what this means or, or what we can learn from is that there's, there's pressure from everyone when, when you're an athlete, right? So, so when you are a, a person who um, looks to push yourself physically, when you're looking to reach your potential, um, and, and I'm sure, you know, I think we've all been there as athletes, is that you, you, you know, you have this group of friends that, that are not athletic, um, and they, they talk about you differently, right? They say, oh, well, you know, you're, you, you're going to get up early Saturday morning and, you know, do your long run, or you're going to, um, you know, you're out there, you know, doing these crazy things or you're doing triathlon or, you know, whatever it is. And they, they talk about you as an athlete, like you're, like you're superhuman. Um, right. Because so often what we do is, is not commonplace. It is something that takes time and energy and a level of commitment and dedication that a lot of people, um, don't give or maybe aren't willing to give. Um, and that's one of the things that makes being an athlete so great. But that I think that there's a lot of pressure there because that builds up a narrative in our head that we have to be this person that is um, more driven, more motivated, more dedicated than these than these kind of quote unquote other people. Or, and it could be people, you know, in our close circle. But when you're an athlete, there is there is this narrative built up where um, you you often feel like you can't fail, right? Because you have proven yourself, um, and and you want to live up to that. Um, but you know, there's there's gonna be bad days. There's gonna be bad weeks, months, um, and people expect again motivation, drive, grit, determination, whatever, you know, whatever that adjective is, the expectation is that doesn't wane. When you're an athlete, so often the expectation is that you're going to show up no matter what. Um, and, and when you have those bad days, when you need to, to, um, to back off or, or when, when things don't feel balanced, um, it can be really hard to give ourselves the opportunity to 
um, to take that time and to, to create that space. And it might even be, you know, missing one workout or skipping one day, um, hard day in, in terms of, or in favor of, uh, an easy, you know, active recovery day. But, but I've found that this has happened to me plenty of times over the years where you just feel a certain pressure to live up to the expectations that other folks have of you because you're a quote unquote athlete. Um, and that can just create pressure and a little bit of a downward spiral where if you don't show up and you feel that pressure and you feel like you've let yourself down, you've let others down, you know, that, that negativity leads to more negativity. And I've seen that spiral happen with athletes, um, over the years where it's hard to get out of it. You know, once you let your, you feel like you let yourself down, you let others down. Um, it can be hard to, 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 to reboot and get out of that. Um, and so I just think that there is again, an opportunity to reframe how we think about that, that pressure. And, and again, learning from athletes at the highest level, um, pressure is, is, is all the same, right? Whether it's in, in, um, you know, no matter what dose it's in, um, it can be really, um, can be really damaging. Um, and so, you know, whether it's the pressure that we put externally on our world's best athletes or our country's best athletes, or the pressure we put on ourselves to show up each day to balance work, life, training, our expectations from a performance perspective, um, those things need to be balanced. Um, and, it's again, good to have a support network around you of individuals that can help you balance that, that can help you understand the appropriate ways to, to apply that pressure when it's good to have someone that's going to help you show up. Um, and, um, so again, just to take away from, uh, from Michaela's experience or my experience watching, uh, watching the Olympics and and how I think that can apply or or, or where it struck me as um, a um, you know we can certainly draw a line between that pressure uh, on a global stage to our pressure at home our pressure to you know get up and get our workout in or you know squeeze it in during the week or you know make time between family and exercise on the weekends or whatever that may be um, so. Another uh, interesting um, uh, point uh, or opportunity where I felt like there was um, something to be learned was, so Michaela, um, she, she doesn't finish her two, first two races. She comes back and she comes back to do a race that she's actually not that experienced in. So one of the events was a, um, was a downhill race and um, she uh, she wasn't the most experienced downhill racer, and she committed to doing that race even though she knew that she probably wasn't the most um, likely to to do well out there. If things if she had a perfect day, she certainly had the skills, had the experience to do well, but that wasn't her specialty. Um, she is not a downhill racer, and she committed to doing that race anyway. And partly because she needed, she needed a mental win, right? She needed to just get down the hill in one piece, refine her skills, trust herself again. And she said this in an interview. She said, 
you know, it's good just to know that her instincts are correct, that she can ski and read the snow and read the conditions and make decisions in real time. And that she can leverage that to go on to other events that she's more skilled in. And that, I mean, that's such a sign of athletic maturity, right? It is so hard to step up to a line when, when you it's unlikely that you're going to do that well. Um, and in that particular event, I don't remember exactly, but she was outside of the top 10. Um, and, and so I think there's the takeaway, you know, for us kind of everyday athletes is that there's value in, in, in showing up and pushing yourself in areas, even if the outcome is, is not going to be what you, what you might like it to be. Um, that, that the value in pushing yourself is over and above a results driven component. Um, and that if we can understand that value, um, that we can get a lot out of these, you know, events. If we use races as an example, maybe you, you know, show up to a race and, you know, you're not in the best shape or it's not a race that you feel like you're, you're well equipped for, but in showing up, committing to that effort, getting the best out of your body that day, you can leverage that experience if you've set your expectations appropriately to use that in a way that is makes you more successful the next time. Um, so getting away from this idea that, you know, results are everything, you know, and if, if, if an Olympic athlete goes into an event like a one time, you know, once every four year opportunity like the Olympics, knowing that the sum total of the effort and the value of showing up and doing that event is worth it, even though the likelihood of her getting a podium in that event was very, very slim. Um, I think there's a real message there to, to all of us that, that, you know, it's about so much more than just how we place or the time that we got that we can extract lots of opportunity and lots of, there's lots to be learned every time we show up, it doesn't have to be a race. It could be just, you know, a training run on a Wednesday morning. Uh, it's those moments in between. It's those times when we push ourselves, when we show up, when we don't necessarily think we have our best shot at performing like we would like to, that there might be the best chance for us to learn something. Um, so, so taking those experiences, what, what can we learn uh, from them. So just to recap real fast, you know, looking at things through the lens of just our response to the expectations that we put on athletes, how can we soften that response? How do we think about things more, um, more dynamically and in a more nuanced way that allows for some space and some grace to make mistakes? Um, and knowing that when we make mistakes, it doesn't demean or belittle the effort that we've put in. Um, and it doesn't mean that we were unprepared, um, calling out failure, knowing that that, you know, owning that and, and being able to learn from it is an important skill. Um, the need for support. Um, uh, so calling out that human kindness aspect, knowing that, um, those messages of support, that support network surrounding ourselves with individuals that, um, that are, uh, going to be there when we need them most. Uh, is a really important part of, uh, of, of what we do as athletes and what we need as athletes. And then um, our response to pressure. <clears throat> so knowing that 
you know, no matter what level we, um, we operate on, um, that it, there's always a certain amount of pressure as an athlete and that we need to understand how to balance that pressure, you know, and, and when we do have bad days or weeks or months, that it doesn't mean that we're less of an athlete. Um, it just means that we need some support. So taking those, those kind of primary learning opportunities that I observed um, in my obsession with the Olympics, um, what can we learn? Um, so how do we take those and we apply them to, uh, to, to what we do uh, on a daily basis? And again, this is really, you know, whether it's in the athlete space or whether you're just looking to perform your best in other aspects of your life. So your job, uh, your relationships, family, um, I talk about that so much where I just, I see, you know, what there is, it's applicable, um, in so many different spheres of our life. You know, if you identify as an athlete, as somebody who is athletic, great. If you're just looking to reach your full potential in other areas of your life, there's, we can extrapolate and apply these things to those areas as well. So what can we learn? I think we can learn that failure is inevitable, right? So if we, you know, we don't want to set ourselves up for failure, but we almost need to know that it's going to happen. We need to go in with an open mind and, and in a space uh, where, where failure is part of the process, right? And it almost is, is a critical, or, or I would argue that it's a critical springboard to any successes that we have, right? You, you, you can't have your great success unless you've had failure. Um, so knowing that, that it's inevitable and, and, and owning it, being able to call it out when it happens, um, knowing that when it does happen, we do need that support network, right? We need the friends, family, the coaches, the, um, you know, physical therapists, the dietitians. We need these people that can help us make sense of that failure and help us unpack it, make sense of it, and then repackage it um, into an experience that we can learn from. Um, we, again, we need that support network. Um, when we're not kind to ourselves, we, um, we need other people to be kind to us right? So this is part of the human condition. We're all going to have days where we are down on ourselves, right? We don't feel like we are uh, doing our best. We, we feel like we're uh, operating at a level that's less than ideal or less than our, you know, 100%. Um, and when we have those days, we need those people around us again, and they come in lots of different forms. It can be the people, you know, that we live with in our houses. It can be our friends. Um, and, you know, from my perspective, it is and, and should certainly be uh, the coach, the dietitian, the, you know, it's, it's the people that are able to help you manage your, your expectations of your athletic pursuits objectively and help you position those um, within a context. And so when we're not kind to ourselves, and it'll happen, um, even the most optimistic people have bad days and, and we get down on ourselves, we need that support network around us to help us, you know, to be kind to us and, and for us. Um, and, you know, lastly, the expectations set the tone for success. So if we go back to this 
um, to this downhill race that Michaela did that, you know, she redefined in real time what success was going to look like for her and knowing that just kind of getting back on the horse, so to speak, was an important component of whatever she was going to be able to accomplish moving forward. And so in defining those expectations, she was able to leverage that to set the tone for success coming uh, coming up. So she's yet to, to finish her events. We'll see how that plays out. But it was certainly pivotal, I, I would imagine. And I think that she showed up and she shifted how she was going to define the weight that that particular event held for her and the role that it was going to play. And she used it to, um, to reposition how she was going to move through the Olympic games, right? First two races, DNF really down on herself, really hard time, uh, kind of snapping out of it. She admitted, you know, huge blow mentally, um, but she had to she had to shift and and she used that event that she she wasn't the best at as an inflection point to do that and just shifted the meaning of that race um, so that it fit um, it fit her needs and I think that we can do that in any number of scenarios as athletes right it could be a, a, a you know just a normal training day it could be how we move through. Um, a particular session, um, you know, setting the expectations sets us up for success. And, and you know, and whether that's in a race day scenario or whether we back that all the way up to process uh, oriented goals and we say, hey, you know what? My expectation for today is that I'm going to move my body for 30 minutes. I'm not going to worry about intensity. Uh, I'm not going to worry about tracking it. I'm not going to worry about, you know, how it fits into my overall training plan. Um, but I'm just going to move. And what that's going to do is going to set the tone for how I move tomorrow and how I move the next week. And, you know, that's just an example, but that if we come back to very specific expectations around how we move through um, the sum total of what we're trying to do or how we move through uh, the consistent application of our athleticism in our lives, it can really do a lot to, uh, to, to keep us moving forward and help us to find success in a meaningful way. So um, uh, I, I hope this, this was helpful. Again, as, as someone who is fascinated by the, the athlete experience, um, there is no better place to look for um, what that means to be an athlete than the Olympics. Um, and again, no matter what country um, wins or loses or the medal count, um, seeing, uh, these athletes, um, cope with the challenges that we all cope with in some form or fashion, even if it's in kind of a, you know, microcosm, um, in real time is, is something we can all learn from, you know? And so, um, I, I really wanted to, uh, take the opportunity to just, highlight some of the areas where, you know, we so often look at these athletes and we feel like their experiences are exclusive um, and that they don't necessarily apply to us because they're operating on such a high level and they operate so, so much differently than we do as, as everyday athletes who have to go to work and, you know, squeeze in limited training time between different responsibilities. And, 
And while it does look different, they do move through their days differently. I really think that it's, it's not that much different. You know, their experience is, is still them trying to reach their full potential. And it, and it's, it's what we're all trying to do. And they're still dealing with, you know, expectations and pressures and performance issues, uh, mental and physical, um, you know, areas where they feel like they're not performing uh, as well as they would like. So I, I encourage you to think about, um, you know, how you can look at these athletes and, you know, whether that's the Olympics or we move on to another big sporting event, you know, cycling, uh, something like the tour de France or the spring classics. What, what can we take away from those things, uh, from those athletes, from those athletes experiences that they can, that we can apply to, to our own lives in hopes that we can, we can learn and grow and kind of enrich our experience. Um, so thanks so much, uh, for joining. Um, and, uh, as always, please visit, uh, thomasendurancecoaching.com. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, really exciting new product, TEC teams. And, um, it's something that, uh, I can't wait to get in, uh, as many people's hands as possible. I really think it's going to be uh, a really impactful, uh, experience for so many athletes. It's going to allow us, uh, as a coaching company and a group of uh, dedicated coaches, um, to connect with people. Uh, in in a in a meaningful way, and uh, so I hope you'll check it out. And uh, please let us know what you think. Again, ThomasEndurancecoaching.com. Uh, you can reach out to us directly there. That's where you can also find out more information on all of our services. And thanks so much. I'll see you next time.